0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Starpings
0: Avenue Small Dances Self-help from the hip Small Dances We're talking that shit Small Dances And keeping it real Smile Man, it it's so funky. <laughs> Welcome to an episode, another episode of Small Doses. This is a special episode because, you know, I think most people love me and hate me for the same reason, which is for just being a truth teller and exposing inconvenient truths a lot of times. And in this space, I wanted to... Give the opportunity to a couple of young ladies to speak their own truth. There's a story that's been peppering the Internet lately in regards to a gymnast who is previously at UCLA, who was allegedly addressed by her teammates about using racial slurs in song lyrics and who, after being addressed, continue to do so. And when the team leaders, the actual like administrators, the adults who are supposed to be in charge of the team who work for UCLA, when they were addressed about this, their response was not to the liking of some of the members of the team in that it lacked punitive repercussions. And basically what ended up happening is this young lady transferred to LSU and this whole situation which is much bigger than just somebody saying rap lyrics that are using words that are slurs when they come out of certain mouths and (laughs) that are not when they come out of other mouths. You know, the story oftentimes, whenever a white person is addressed for doing racist behaviors, oftentimes what ends up happening is that the powers that be surround that person and end up gaslighting the folks who were actually the victims of the scenario. And, you know, this is such a constant, constant, constant situation that I think for a lot of us, like, we are somewhat desensitized to it. But in this scenario, I felt close to it personally myself because Marzetta Frazier is my little me and she is an incredible gymnast on the UCLA gymnastics team along with Sakai Wright. And I wanted to bring them here today because I don't think it's fair... That the story is only being told by one side and it's being supported by folks who actually have not sought out the other side of the story. So I wanted to give you guys the opportunity on my platform today to just talk about your experience and to um, speak to some falsehoods that you feel are being misrepresented about how this went down. And also to have your own voice, because so often Black women, (laughs) we end up being drowned out by the voices of white supremacy who end up telling our story for us. So here we have a platform for you guys to tell your story
1: yourself. Thank you, Amanda. We look up to you so much. And you giving us this power. Um, We've been in silence for three months about this problem. And as you can tell, it's even held quite some negative cadence over us physically and our training it's been hindering our training our mental health our self-esteem our confidence and the trust and authority it has completely depleted so uh, thank you for today
0: no doubt no doubt so can you walk me through like from the beginning how this popped off like how things progressed to where we are now
1: right so initially when the situation happened in the summer it was actually a white gymnast who told the coaches what she allegedly heard. And on my team, our truth is that more than one thing was said that was very inappropriate. Whether if it was racially, whether if it was ranking girls on their ugliness and put, oh. on, yeah, or um, body shape, call yeah, and obviously the black girls would all be at the bottom rank-wise. And these were concerning, even if it's not true or even if it's alleged. The fact that that would even be a thought in someone's head from, I don't know, either way, it's inappropriate. But the conversations work. And mm-hmm. we don't do that, especially in gymnastics. We don't do that. And so when I was first texted by Chris Waller, our head coach, if I heard anything, so he texted you. He texted me and asked if I heard anything. He didn't call you. He didn't speak to you in person. No, this was over text. And okay. I even said I didn't hear anything. I recommend keeping it within the group who was said those harmful words to and working it out. So I heard about it over text. What about? So for me, when she when this Janice came in, she kind of like attached onto me. She latched onto me and I kind of like tried to show her the ropes. And there were a couple of times where she said some things that were kind of inappropriate and I checked her about it and things were never said again. And she's never said anything along those lines, like the N word or bullying or rating other women around me. Like, cause I don't tolerate that. And I'm pretty sure she knew that. So she knew that if she said anything around me, I'd her. So yeah. I would check. So I, Try to be like kind of like a big sister to her. Like I was trying to help her get her point across and I was asking her like what happened and she wasn't really like being responsive because everything that had went down, but the coaches didn't really in, like I told the coaches, like I didn't want to be involved in it at first, just because I have dealt with situations like this before. Situations like what? As far as like, racism and racial slurs and slander and stuff like that. So not within the school, but I've had like previous, previous years. So I already knew myself and how I would react to the situation. So I kind of like just stood back because I didn't want to be a target. Okay. So when all this was going down, I kind of just had my mouth shut. I I silenced myself because I felt like they were going to silence me regardless of what I said. So I Mm. had to silence myself because I just didn't want to be attacked.
0: And when you say be attacked, you mean be attacked by the leadership?
1: By the leadership, by anyone who felt like I was in the wrong or made me feel like I was in the wrong, trying to manipulate the situation. You didn't want to feel like you were in a
0: position to be manipulated out of being in the right, like (laughs) by being called wrong for calling someone out and saying things that are defamatory. Exactly. Okay. So this happens and the story is told by a white gymnast to the coaches. How do you all end up getting involved in how the story moves forward?
1: So, um, via text from the head coach, I, Hey, this is what we heard. What Lexi said, this is what we're going. Lexi was the girl who transferred. Mm -hmm. This is the steps that we're taking. Can we meet with you? And I said, I was hesitant, but I said, okay. The coaches wanted to do individual meetings with everybody. Why did they want to meet with everybody? I don't know. Okay. I didn't think that was appropriate or necessary to meet with everyone, especially people who knew nothing about it. Uh, I knew not, I knew nothing about it. Um, I've, okay. I've distanced myself from the team for other reasons. So... I was brought into the office for an individual meeting where the coaches said, allegedly, Lexi said words that were inappropriate. That word, nigga. And in a song. And then I do remember a teammate of mine saying that they did hear her say it in the gym one day. And then all these stories from other girls are popping into my head. I'm like, oh, you're talking about that situation? Well, I heard she said it when she was in the gym.
0: So there's been multiple examples is what you're
1: saying. Yeah. So I hear them out and I'm like, okay, well, what are the consequences? Because that's unacceptable. The coaches say um, there are no consequences, pretty much. Um, So we had like a a scan of individual meetings around the whole team uh, where we were told what happened from all of the coaches. They were all there, all four of them.
0: And the coaching staff, the demographically, what does the coaching staff look
1: like? A white passing Indian woman, a gay white male, a straight white female, and a straight male. white. Okay. Male. And so um, I'm like, okay, well, there's rules. There's rules when you steal. There's rules when you fail a drug test. There's got to be rules when you're racist or when you're a bully. So what are they? When is she getting suspended is pretty much uh, what I said. Fair to which was said to me, we're not gonna, we wanna take Lexi in and really educate her on what she did wrong. I said, that's very noble of you to do. Okay. But she's making my black teammates uncomfortable. And they had expressed that to you? Yeah, they have. So can we take her education elsewhere and can we not bring her back into the gym until the girls feel comfortable? And they agreed with it at first. They were like, yeah, that, okay, sure, sure. And this is what they told the other black girls on the team. Is that what they told you? too? So they didn't really speak to me about the whole situation. Oh, they didn't even talk to Sakai. Remember, I, I, I said to myself, I didn't want to be a part of it because I knew it was going to lead to something like this. And I said to Chris, I said, she's gonna F up again. And Chris goes, I'm sure she will. I'm, su- I'm sure she's not going to be perfect. But this is a school that we need to, we need to educate her. I don't want to just send her to another school where she can keep saying these things. So were you all ever asked about how you
0: felt in being a part of sharing space with her? Like, Were you ever asked about like, how you guys felt, how your mental health was?
1: I was never asked, but I told them. We all sat down, had a meeting, and told them how we felt. Even in the first conference, this one that I'm referencing, where they explained the situation to me, I asked what are the consequences. I said, "No one's going to want to high-five her after a routine. If no one's going to want a room with her sit next to her on a plane if she's making racist comments and not apologizing for them." but she hasn't apologized because she didn't think she said anything wrong Mm. even if someone thinks you said something like that you should apologize for how you made them feel especially when you're on a team of women who are your age who are just as sensitive probably just as manipulated in this sport just as abused you should say I'm so sorry I made you feel like that but that's what I didn't that's there not meeting. my intention. Right. Right. So the meeting comes to a close. The girls have a team meeting, a racial diversity meeting. One of those raise your hands if you ever felt attacked. Raise your hand. Very generic. It did not touch any basis. The person who was facilitating the meeting, I'm like, there's no way this person knows what's going on. Because when I asked for an educational module to be put in place, I wanted it to be specific. I wanted it to touch all the points, all the problems, not just this generic equity, equality talk that we already know. Right. This just seemed like he wanted to check a box off and say, but I did everything I could. I got them counseling. I got them an educational meeting. It was subpar apart and it was ineffective. Mm-hmm. And because of that meeting, we had a team huddle before we started practice. So the okay. meeting was in the morning. Then we had practice about an hour later after the meeting. Okay. We're standing in a team huddle. And Lexi says, hey, guys, I know I say things sometimes that, but like, I want you to know that's just how I was raised. If oh. it bothers you, let me know. And I said, is this your way of apologizing to the girls whose feelings you have hurt. She said, well, I don't know what I did, but I guess. Okay. To which one of our teammates, Sarah, Mm -hmm. uh, a white woman, very smart, very caring and nurturing and very educated, wanted to have a conversation with her outside. Because in the team meeting beforehand, we talked about having difficult conversations with loved ones and, that to her. and she did that and she was kind and really got through to her and led to the meeting being abruptly ended by one of the coaches because she felt like it was more important for the girls to come in and train. And I didn't agree. And I even told this coach, I said, hey, I feel like what they're talking about is really important. And I feel like 20 minutes isn't going to hurt anybody. But she insisted that they come in. Lexi was upset. She was upset. She probably felt guilty. Sarah really felt like she was getting through to her. She was not in a state to train. It seemed like she was crying. And when you're upset in gymnastics, you train, you will get hurt. Mm -hmm. So she was given an option to, from one of our teammates, hey, you look like your head's not in the game. Do you want to do some rehab to the side or maybe take a personal day? To which she left and texted one of our freshmen that she was going to harm herself. And then everything spun crazy.
0: Right. And so when she texted that she was going to harm herself, that was in response to her being addressed directly by the team. Yes. Okay. So then what was the next step for the coaches after
1: that? We had a team meeting with, One of the assistant ADs, um, and this was immediately. This was after weights, after workout. We don't know where Lexi went. I only know about the text because I'm always last in the gym, and I saw it happen. I was there when one of those teammates got that text. And we were brought into the weight room. And one of the assistant ADs says, Lexi has sent us a very concerning message. We're informing her parents. Let's treat her with some grace and compassion. And this does not leave this room. This stays here. And then the meeting's over. Okay. More meetings, more individual meetings happen. Do you want to jump in anywhere? When did you
0: jump in? Because you said you were staying out of it. But at some point you ended up in because you're here now.
1: Yeah. So kind of when all this was happening, I um, had surgery Mm -hmm. on my elbow. So I wasn't really around. But when I did start coming around, Mm -hmm. she wasn't nowhere to be found. And I was like, hmm, what happened to her? And the girls filled me in and we had like a video shoot for like our meets and the whole team was there except her. And I was just like questioning like what really happened. And then the girls told me, and then I was like, wow. when I was struggling with my mental health and I was trying to harm myself, I didn't get any of this treatment. I didn't get any of the private photo shoots because I couldn't be around people. I didn't get any, I wasn't shown any grace in that aspect. So
0: I'm very sorry that that was how they treated you. That's incredibly unfair, and you should have been treated better. Yeah. Why do you think they ignored you?
1: I really don't know. I ask myself that all the time. Because when it comes to my friends, I, I Amelia, you know I stand up for everyone. I do the right thing. And they treat her like dirt. Yet I'm still here.
0: With an Afro to boot. And let me tell you, when people was treating me like dirt, I got an Afro
1: too. Because I was like, fuck y'all! I'm coming here in the Afro now! Y'all gonna treat yeah. me? Racist, <laughs> everything about myself. I honestly, I really can not answer that question because I don't know. I don't know why they, they have treated me like that.
0: Well, why do you think they have been so nurturing to her in contrast? I think there's a very basic answer. And it's like, was well, she a white girl? So there's that. But I think there's also possibly a deeper consideration in the fact that it is connected to their jobs explicitly Mm -hmm. because she is stating that she is going to self-harm based on something that has happened in the gym. And I'm not necessarily sure if you contextualize your experience in that way, but I think there's a certain level of responsibility that they know will be held to them. And they don't want those repercussions.
1: Right. One of the coaches even told me that directly. He said, if Lexi takes your life, it'll be their fault. Um, both my parents are psychologists. And I'm very educated on mental health. And I'm very empathetic and sincere. It's It's never one person's fault. Right. When it comes down to it.
0: So when did this go to the next level? Because there's these individual meetings, you know, she's being given special treatment. She's being nurtured in a way that's very like kid, you know, she's being treated with kid gloves. And to be fair, they're treating her how they should. Right. They're treating her how they should. You know, when someone says that you do have to take it seriously. Now, then you investigate further. And I think we've seen so many, so many, so many examples of white folks whether themselves individually or other people inserting mental health into the conversation around folks being racist and it kind of it weaponizes mental health in the worst case of scenarios right
1: because it was the the perfect weapon to where she could not be held accountable the perfect plan and it only acted as a catalyst to how messed up the authority is because they did nothing for our mental health the girls on the team who have to train with her every day, crying in the gym every day. I just say your happy birthday. Forced to sing her happy birthday, high-fiver, um, give her grace and compassion. If I hear the word grace one more time, and how much we've heard that in the past three months. So
0: is that, I mean, in terms of like the source of you all's frustration, just correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like she had been behaving in a fashion that was unacceptable. You know, she's she was addressed about it by her teammates and she never took accountability for it. And on top of that was then protected. Yeah. So in you all noticing this, what was the next step for you guys in trying to challenge the steps that they didn't take?
1: For a while it was very stagnant. We were just keeping our heads down and training. I couldn't look any coach in the eye. And this is during the summer? This is last freaking month, a month and a half ago, before before Christmas, maybe. So like when I was there? Yeah, Mm -hmm. probably when you were there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And we're gymnasts are some of the best performers in the world. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yeah. So when we know we need to keep it together, when important people are in the gym, we keep it together. Mm -hmm. But we were miserable. We haven't had adequate training in months because we haven't felt safe. And by we, I mean, really, a majority of the girls, the ones who spoke up and weren't listened to and were gaslit into what they heard was wrong, because that's why the coaches did the individual meetings. I was going to say, when did that take place? They just kept going. Hey, can we meet with you? Hey, can we meet with you? Sporadic, weekly, bi-weekly, just meetings with the girls. And when I did talk to the assistant AD and I brought up that um, months later, probably two months later, I brought up the girls in the gym are still miserable. We're still miserable. She said, you're still not over it. Oh, wow. I thought we were over this. I said, no, we're not over it. I understand the mental health aspect of it all, but you could have separated her from us and then let her back in when the girls felt ready. We would have loved to work with her, educator, her, help, gotten her some classes. I could have taken her to a BSAA meeting because mm. I know people are raised ignorantly and Black women, Black people are used to giving people grace when they say things they shouldn't. We so this was nothing new to me. This was nothing new to Sakai. It was new to the white people on the team who were hurt because that was the first time they felt, I oh my God. God. I didn't know you guys felt like that. I'm oh so sorry. God. Oh my God. Well, it, it really hurt them for a long time. I've been through this
0: experience. I know exactly what you're talking about. When white people will consider themselves allies Experience racism for the first time like through your experience they're like oh my god I- i've heard about this i've read about this but i didn't know it actually happens i mean i had someone who she watched me go through a situation and then two weeks later was still like i'm just i'm so fucked up about that i'm still <laughs> i'm still hurting <laughs> I was exactly. like, shake it off <laughs> like you know but it's fine for me to tell her to shake it off right because it didn't happen to her right yeah <laughs> Yeah. Not the reverse. Right. Do you feel like this is a continuation or is this, a, is this an isolated incident in terms of how they have handled you, Mars? I know, Sakai, you've already expressed that, like, you know, they really have not protected you. They haven't had any level of attention towards you.
1: We took the team picture without Sakai. While wow, we rearranged months, months of planning just for Lexi to be in our team picture. We just did it without her when I mean, we didn't know where she was. We just did it. Never did another one. Right? Mm-hmm. Do
0: you feel like, is it a different situation? You said you didn't know where she was. Like, did the coaches not know how to get in touch with you?
1: Well, I think they just didn't want to disclose what was going on with me. They didn't want to put that on them. But they could have said the same thing they said about Lucy. Like, mm-hmm. And we could have taken another picture. Yeah, we could have rescheduled another picture. But no, it's Okay. So this wasn't
0: related to your elbow surgery. This was related to your mental health.
1: Yeah, like a couple years ago. I see.
0: So you take this team picture. They do all of this finagling, et cetera, et cetera, to accommodate Lexi. What happens next?
1: Watching the girls in the gym. Everyone's very standoffish with Lexi. Still kind to her. Even me. Thank you for holding the door. Do you need this mat? we just ain't kiki key yeah. we just ain't we're not making tiktok videos together we're keep it cordial. absolutely and most of the girls are doing that in the gym just standoffish when she goes it goes from 10 decibels of cheering woo, and then lexi will go and go down to like three and then you know something's kind of off the girls aren't really kicking in with her because we're uncomfortable And I kept expressing this. I said, I understand her mental health. And the doctor said she's okay to come back. But why couldn't you just keep her out of the gym for a few weeks? What was wrong with that? And when I spoke to the AD privately because I was fed up, the girls are coming to me crying, upset because they don't feel comfortable in the gym. They don't feel protected by their coaches. And we have a Black Lives Matter competition coming up where we have to wear a Black Lives Matter e-mail on MLK Day and compete.
0: So you're having these conversations with your coaches, like, individually? Like, you're having these in front of people? Like, where, where are these conversations taking place?
1: Almost all of them are individually until the girls... We all met up one day in Nora's apartment, sat down on the floor, wrote down statements of what we wanted to And Nora is a fellow gymnast, Yeah, Nora Flatley. Yes. Okay. And wrote down what we wanted to say and what the coaches need to hear.
0: Okay. And this is how long after these initial individual meetings happened?
1: I would say this was probably after two months. This was very recent. This was um, the week of when we left for the meet. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say I couldn't go to the meet for my mental health, because I feel I didn't want to wear. You couldn't
0: go to the meet
1: in Minneapolis. Yes, I couldn't okay. go because I didn't want to put on a leotard that represents something so important to us that we weren't showing in real life behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And it was really messing with my mental and I couldn't even go to the
0: meet. Whose idea was it for you all to be wearing? I mean, Minneapolis is also the site of,
1: George you know, and it just, correct. I so this is a, this is a very
0: he- on Martin Luther King's, you know, juniors birthday weekends. This is not like yep. a lightweight scenario for you all to be walking into considering what's going on. I mean, I guess my question was whose idea was it to even do this? Like a Black Lives Matter meet, our head and, coach. Oh, you mean in general or this specific meet? competition? Well, this specific competition. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm assuming that this was like a leadership decision between the two teams. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right. We looked up, and those. yeah, they wanted us to be a part of it because they knew what we stand for because the year previous. So what what happened the year
0: previous that they knew what y'all stand for?
1: So we had a Black Excellence meet where Mars. Shay and Nia Dennis and I we all made a leotard for this beat and because of the whole George Floyd movement and stuff so we wanted to embrace black excellence and celebrate it and we got a lot of a lot of praise for it and we continued that throughout the whole season and we continued to educate ourselves and educate the team and Minnesota saw that in us and they wanted us to be a part of it
0: okay. And so, originally, you guys were down with this. The girls were down. Yeah,
1: we were down. I mean, to me, for quite some time, it's felt performative. But okay. because it's what I believe in, I'm going to do it regardless. And I know the girls believe in it, too. And it's still our movement, and it's still our meat. So, if they, if they want to put on a show, if the head coach wants to put on a show and says he's down for the cause and Neil on TV and put his arm around me and Sakai and be all buddy buddy and great. Sure, personally, it's felt performative for a minute uh, from from a social media uh, publicity standpoint, but the girls are really down for the cause. The team, we really did educate ourselves and we did read books and monologues and watch documentaries and all the girls did. And we were excited for this meet, just like we're excited for the pride meet. And this MLK meet was supposed to be revolutionary with Minnesota, a team who does look up to us a lot. And they're like, what an honor it would be to have this competition with uh, one of the trailblazers in For creating equity and equality in the sport and in all collegiate sports, so that's why they they wanted us to do this meet with them on such a special, significant day. While in the background, none of the black girls feel respected or comfortable, or any of the girls of color. None of them. We all feel unsafe and scared.
0: So tell me about the team meeting where you all shared these feelings.
1: Um, it started in Nora's apartment. We had all the girls come. Well, the girls that can make it. Majority of the team, we wrote down. But we wanted to say how we felt because the, no one was listening to us. We would talk. We would get gaslit. They would deflect. And it would just be the, the coaches would, def, would deflect. Were there team members
0: that were not in agreement with you guys?
1: Probably. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because LSU has has said that there are UCLA gymnasts who have contacted them to defend Lexi.
1: First of all, that's um, against the rules to for a team. I don't know if the head coach spoke to them, but for a head coach to speak to a student or a coach at all to speak to a student at another school is against the rules. Oh, but okay. okay. And I'm sure, that Lexi, I'm sure that Lexi's friends did believe Lexi and whatever she story she told them the story that we bullied her. We told her to kill herself. We put sardines in her bag. I'm sure Lexi told the girls that. And like good friends, they believed her. I'm sure that's what it was. The girls who were her age, I'm sure the ones that hung out in the dorms with her, I'm sure that was probably it. Impressionable minds being manipulated by a friend. And I'm sure that those friends wanted to stick up for Lexi, sure.
0: Was Lexi still at the school when you all had this team meeting? Yes, Mm -hmm. she
1: was there the whole time and had to listen to all of us talk about how she made us feel, what she said, how she said it, and how the coaches and administration did nothing.
0: So just so you know, I'm a thousand percent sure that you all expressing your feelings to her in front of each other is what is being... Called bullying. It's all on video, and
1: we because were very compassionate.
0: Bullying, I started crying when I was speaking. But that's how the twist happens, right? Like, you're making me uncomfortable, you're bullying me. It's like I'm actually sharing with you how you made me uncomfortable. But we also live in a nation where, I mean, there's literally a law that is past the first stage in Florida. There's a law that is being pushed through that anyone who makes white people feel discomfort in training or teaching that references uh discrimination of the past that would be against the law. It would literally be against the law for a white person to feel discomfort in learning in a educational or workspace about previous discriminatory practices that have taken place in America. So like the act of a white person being uncomfortable is literally being criminalized <laughs> like in Florida. So I just I just say that because our listeners are action takers and they're doers like the women and the men and the non-binary folks who listen to this podcast. They are people who feel empowered to act. You know, when we say like, okay, you got to reach out to your representatives. Like these are the people who reach out to the representatives. Like when we say like, you you know, go support this person or go contribute to this, go fund me, et cetera, et cetera. So in you guys telling your story, I want them to fully understand where you're coming from and the fact that, you know, it's only two of you on here right now. To my understanding, there's a lot more that feel the same way that you do. Why do you feel like they're not here? Gymnastics is very familiar to a culture of silence and obedience. As we saw recently with the heinous, heinous, heinous stories that were exposed about
1: Larry Nasser. The patterns are the same. Still, even in collegiate, the patterns are the same. The people who speak up are not listened to and apparently we're lying. And the girls are scared to speak up because now the big dogs, the authority is saying that we're going to get in legal trouble if we say anything. If we say the wrong thing, we're going to be in legal trouble. UCLA has said they're not going to put out a statement that it's not necessary. So there's only one side of the story being told. Lexi's story, her family's story, whatever story it is, it's completely false. And it's horrible.
0: How do you feel like you all are being misrepresented in her interpretation of the story?
1: That we bullied her into taking her life because she accidentally sang a rap song. What actually happened in your opinion? In my opinion, when the girls confronted Lexi and she was confronted on a I don't even want to say confronted. Addressed. Addressed. They sat her down, nicely talked about it. And I never said that. Right. Why is this such a big deal to you? It wasn't a big deal until, you know, when you're supposed to speak up so that somebody takes action and there's repercussions. When we spoke up, we got the repercussions for speaking up by the authority. Oh, it's, people make mistakes. Mark Zeta is, is no big. Have you ever made a mistake? No, I've never been racist. No, no. And when I hurt someone's feelings, I pop, That's if there's something in the team handbook on misconduct about stealing or whatever, there, shouldn't there be one on harassment and bullying to where there should be some kind of repercussion? But apparently there's not, because there's no rules on racism in the student code of conduct for student athletes or in the team handbook. So it's so hard to give a punishment. You know what her punishment was when I asked the coaches? Her doctor's visits for her mental health was her punishment.
0: How does it make you feel as an athlete when your leadership Ignores these specific types of behaviors.
1: They use the Black women on the team as branding horses who gallop around and say, Look at UCLA, we're still here. Jackie Robinson came here, Kareem came here, look at us. Look at all the Black people making us money and doing great. From my experience, uh, I don't feel respected as a Black woman on this team. And I regret a lot of the interviews that I did uh, praising the program. Praising the girls, love the girls. The girls bought in and they did it. But even now, there was an incident two weeks ago where one of the coaches attacked an athlete of color who was dealing with mental health problems. What happened to that same Grace? What do you mean attack? Called her a thief because she wore a hat we didn't get yet. So it was me. It was Sakai. Oh, it was you. Yeah, it was me. So um, it was after... I think it was after a practice one time, and I was upstairs in the locker room, and I didn't have any product for my hair, so I was like, "Let me just throw on a hat and go to study hall." And in the midst of this, we had a lot going on, so a lot of people weren't really going to study hall. They were trying to get their minds right, get their mental's right, and I happened to go to study hall, and I go to the bathroom, and take a picture because I thought I looked cute, and I posted it, and then um, a couple days later. I get pulled aside and I get repercussions for wearing a hat that we haven't gotten yet with another coach present. And, um, after that, I was just like, okay, I took the repercussions, you know, I've always,
0: I don't understand. Like, did you pull this hat from somewhere that you're not supposed to have access to? Um, it's in a
1: a locker room and we have like a closet where we grab like markers and Mm -hmm. posters and scrunchies and there's, there was a hat in there, and I was like, oh, okay, I got this. I'll bring it back when I'm done with it. But mm-hmm. we all go in that closet. Yeah. So that happened, and he uh, made me apologize to the team. Mm-hmm. You can take so it. So belittling. He yeah. belittled her in a group setting and managed to jump in the middle of the circles where Sakai was. All the girls were circling around Sakai and point and say, this isn't what we do here. Pointing. We don't do that here. We don't. And I say... So let's hold the same energy when someone's being racist. That's what I say. Because you said that out loud? Out loud. She's she standing up on the quarter pit on the mat. And I said, let's hold the same energy when people are being racist. You're a G, Mars. <laughs> that silent G in your name shows up in real life. You a G. <laughs> when people want to talk about certain people, that was the moral of the story from the coaching and authority side. When it comes to consequences, certain people, if they have certain mental states, they need lesser consequences and more compassionate. Um, right. Athletes. Right. I said, if there's anyone else on this team who needs grace, it's Sakai. And how dare you keep picking on my friend? Oh, I was so mad. And one of the coaches followed me outside. She was trying to tell me, well, with Lexi, we couldn't do that because she tried to take her life. I said, are you out of your goddamn mind. Do you know who you just embarrassed in front of a team of people? Do you have memory loss? What did you just say three days ago? That certain people need certain grace. Like, look what you just did. You just completely humiliated the last person who ever needed to hear that on the team. We all need grace, just like this coach was a national team member too. And I'm sure she knows how it feels to be depressed and depleted and harassed and manipulated and abused right she went to the ranch
0: like she's had that experience yeah grace
1: she should know grace and none of the coaches spoke up none i got an apology in private that's how it always goes the apologies are always in private no one ever speaks up coaching staff i'm from the coaching staff very quiet So did, did the coach who you addressed directly, did he apologize to you? No, he
0: haven't spoken to him in weeks. He
1: has not.
0: And he's the head coach.
1: He makes me uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: So what would you want to see happen, ladies? In a perfect world, what would you want to see happen? Because what I get from this is, you know, Lexi is, she's her own issue, but ultimately it's about the leadership. She ended up becoming a catalyst for the exposing of leadership that, in a very actualized way, chooses who it protects. And Black women are not on that list. Yes. But yet those same Black women are who they use to prop up
1: for their own game. Use, 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 and never protect. Not one statement out saying that we never said those things to Lexi. Right. And do they know that, like, for, for real? When we asked, if there would be a statement put out protecting the girls. The, the assistant AD said that a statement didn't seem necessary. When we're being accused of hazing and bullying a, a girl to where she would self-harm herself and transfer, she transferred by herself. No one got rid of her. We We just wanted her to just not compete in the first two meets so the girls could get our minds right while she educates herself Mm -hmm. and after those two meets we would come back work together as a unit and we would educate her and get past this together that's all we wanted and it's all on video and Deanna has it all on our team videographer it's all there so I'm gonna ask you again what do you want I want the head coach gone I want a statement put out about us protecting the girls. When you say us, did she specifically name you and Sakai as those who are bullying her or was it were there more involved? Like I said from the beginning, I was being nice to her, trying to take her in. I was asking her to hang out. Hey, I know you got a lot going on right now. Let me know when you're free. And after we had that meeting with her that's on video that our videographer Captured. Yeah, Mm -hmm. captured. I sent her a text. I said, hey, I know this meeting is probably very triggering for you. And I understand making mistakes. But we want what's best for you. We want what's best for the team. And we just want to hold you accountable. Never got a response. We were compassionate. And in that meeting, we said multiple times that we understand Lexi's mental health. And that was our utmost priority. And we want her to be safe. We're so glad that she's safe and here with us. But this team, what we stand for, runs so much deeper. So, you want the head coach gone? You want the head coach gone? I want him gone.
0: You want a statement put out absolving you all of any responsibility in the allegations that she's making about you?
1: Yes. Because she doesn't have proof of these things, correct? Correct. Did she take a picture of the sardines? No. Mm-hmm. No, because there were no goddamn sardines. Mm-hmm. It would have stank up the whole locker room.
0: Mm-hmm. But you all's concern is not even with her. Your concern is with the leadership yes. supporting you in the way that you have supported this team.
1: Right, right. They're so pro-Black when it's on camera, but when it's not on camera or not in a newspaper, it doesn't exist. So if these needs aren't met,
0: what do you think happens in the future with the other gymnasts of color on the team? How does this continue? And I'm, you're, not, we're speculating here. We're not in a court of law, so we can speculate. But like, what do you feel like is the next phase of this? Because for what it's worth, like we speak out not just because like we're bothered by something, but because we want change. So what do you feel like is going to continue if you all don't see change
1: immediately? I'm worried that are your young black women coming in or going to experience this? And it's just like, there's no going up. Like the UCLA gymnastics legacy is going to be tarnished forever. Forever.
0: Does it matter? I mean, do we care about the UCLA uh, legacy more than we care about the black gymnasts and their spirits? Like, I feel like to me, like that's, what I'm more concerned about. I'm like, fuck UCLA. Like in, in that scenario, I want to make sure that there's not a continued practice of black women, young black women coming to this space to give their all to be
1: depleted. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes. I'm out, out, nothing to do. Strip me off the walls, all my awards, not worth it.
0: Flex. You hear that? That was a flex. (laughs) All my awards. <laughs> Strip it. What
1: would you want the NCAA to do about this? Rules. I want rules. I want I want consequences in the first, second, third offense, however you want to do it, legitimate rules. Cause a big thing the head coach said was that there's no rules for racism, technically. So let's make some. Let's make some real legislative progress here and make some legitimate rules. Because you know, Title Nine does have rules. Title Nine has rules. The DEI department apparently has rules, but I don't know who they apply to. Uh does discrimination rules, discriminatory rules. Uh, But we need some rules up in here. If you if you get caught even the first offense, let's say you said something racist, go take a three week course. And and while you're at it, don't wear your student backpack. When you go to class, that's the first. If Lexi would have just did that, I would have been cool. All right, you learn your lesson. All right, let me go help. Well, because college is is a place of learning,
0: right? So, college is a place of learning. It's also a melting pot. I mean, I've spoken at schools where I'm talking to students who have said that they had never seen a person of color, not even just a black person. They had never seen a person of color until they got to college. So, you know, these are educational spaces and so you're really just saying that you want to see there be a a responsibility to educate at the same time as to protect.
1: That's all we were asking for. That's all we wanted. That's all we all we wanted. And now we're getting bashed with bullying and hazing and things that we never condone. And we were very empathetic and sympathetic to her mental state all the time. All the time. Because we know how that feels. We know how that feels. The Last
0: Dose. Well, I really appreciate you all being courageous enough to come and speak. You know, the big story here to me is is really about the fact that when you have leadership in these positions there is a responsibility that they take on to care for and to regard everybody under their leadership with the same level of protection, of grace, of respect. And for there to be such a disproportionate display of that is really problematic and is, to me, worthy of firing. Like, that's not acceptable. And we have seen people who behave these ways and we have seen them feel the repercussions of a groundswell happening behind their actions and the same thing should happen for you all I think it is really I can't think of the word right now because it's not frustrating that's it's it's a bigger word I think it really is it's a travesty that we are constantly talking about our young women gymnasts in these positions of having to address leadership that has been positioned (laughs) for one purpose and they just can't do the job. But I think there's something interesting in when I asked you, you know, what do you think won't change? And you referred to, you know, it'll tarnish the UCLA legacy. And what I think is important about that is that even you all have been led to centralize the UCLA legacy as the priority. And these people are doing the same thing. In their minds, they are trying to, you know, protect the UCLA legacy from being tarnished by, you know, acts of racism not being addressed and by mental health not being addressed, et cetera, et cetera. When really, the UCLA legacy only exists because of the students at UCLA. And so if they are not being protected and they're not being regarded, then there is no legacy. So I hope you ladies continue to speak up and I hope that more in your team join in raising your voice because this is clearly not and let me just also say y'all ain't the first you're never the first (laughs) you're never the first but I think it's really truly a testament to your integrity that you not only are speaking honestly about this but that you you know you do have proof and it's very important. And when we talk about thinking legally and we talk about how we uh, exist in this world as Black people, we have come to see that so many of us would not get any level of justice if we didn't have a camera. The story has always been, you're making it up. It didn't happen. And we're only seeing the certain like semblance of justice that we're seeing, which is a modicum. We're only seeing that simply because technology has allowed us to say, see? See what happened. So, you know, it sucks that you all had to be sidled with having to do that at the same time as also having to perform incredibly difficult skills under duress and stress. But I wish you all nothing but strength and power in this process. I'm so honored that you came to me and that I could share your story with folks. And, you know, keep you got to keep on. We want an investigation. An
1: investigation. An investigation. You want an investigation by who? We want the DEI department on the UCLA campus to investigate what happened and to take legal action. Have you approached them yet? Yes, I have. All right. Keep me posted. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, girl. <laughs>